Okay, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have Diana Gintu here with me and sharing her story um, about how she's been able to really find a way to shift from the chaos into peace and calm and finding her truth. And then you're helping others do the same and changing their lives. So I'm just really fascinated with everything that you're doing. If you could just kind of introduce yourself and share a little bit about, you know, your path, like what, what got you to this, this place of knowing that you needed a shift? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, just a little bit about me. Um, my background is as a licensed professional counselor for over 20 years. And then about 12 years ago, I shifted into the coaching space. And, and that's where I'm at now. I'm an empowerment coach for female leaders. Um, as far as my story, you know, I think I go back to everything was fine about 12 years ago. Um, you know, I, I think you could have like almost like a picture, per, not 12 years ago, sorry, six years ago. Um, it was picture perfect. I had the house, I had the family, I had the career. Um, and I was really just from the outside, everything looked good. Um, but there was something internally that just wasn't sitting well with me. Um, and this came about one day I was walking and I was listening to, um, you know, a podcast, a book, um, it, I mean, an audible book. And I heard the author say, if you really want something, you'll make it happen. If you don't want something, you'll find an excuse. And something about that statement just hit. And you know, when you know, a message is meant for you, oh, I don't know yeah. about you, but you immediately start thinking, why did that just have like this body reaction to that statement, right? And as I continued on my blog, I realized that there was a part of me that I wasn't living in what I refer to as my truth. Um, there were things that I wanted to do that I was allowing those limitations, those fears to run the show. And it wasn't until I heard that statement, and I think maybe your listeners can identify to a time where they've been doing all the things and they've been just going about their life. And then something happens, either a situation or they hear something and they know that message is for them. And that's what happened to me on that walk. Um, and that just started, that was the catalyst for me looking within and know and kind of doing some work on what were some of those things that I was denying myself at that time. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And I totally can relate. Like you're listening to something and you're like, whoa, wait, that was like, they're talking directly to me. Like, how do they know that this is going on right now with me? Because it's very, it hits you when it, you know, where it needs to, I guess, to kind of like get you to shift in your thinking and get you to like, really look at things differently sometimes like, okay, like this isn't, this isn't, you know, the path that I want to continue down, or there's some things that I need to change to really, you know, like you said, like live in your truth. And I think that there's something so magical about that. Whenever you start being true to yourself and you, sorry, I have like a hair. Okay. <laughs> and you, you know, you just you fully accept and embrace who you are as a person and all of the weird things that might like make you who you are. And you're like, okay, whatever, that's fine. And it, it helps you to be able to just fully step into that. 
and be yourself, just embrace being who you are. And it, that allows others to then show up as themselves and not feel like they need to put on any certain mask either. So I love that. So, okay. So you know that there's a shift, there's a change. You start doing some inner work. Like, what does that look like? What is like that next step for you? Uh, so yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think it's easy to say, you know, when you are sort of at a place where you are successful, maybe you do have what you wa always wanted. I almost felt guilty thinking that something was missing, right? Because this was the dream. This was the life that I wanted. I wanted to be doing so I think for a lot of, um, you know, us very high achieving women, I think a lot of times we get to a place where we have been working hard to get there. Right. And I think that's where I was. And part of me felt even guilty feeling like there was something that was missing. And I went on this journey of identifying what it was. And for that, to your point, yes, there has to be some inner work. There has to be some reflection of where, you know, what are, what do you value? Are you, are your, is, does your life reflect or is it a representation of what you truly want to do? And in that journey, one of the first things that I did was really coming close to what were, if, if, if I didn't have any fears, if I didn't have any limitations, what would I do? Mm. And the first thing that came was I would share my story. You know, you know, you mentioned my book, I am a published author, but back then, um, you know, I always wanted to share my story of healing. I am a sexual abuse survivor. And one of the biggest things that I've worked privately with clients is that healing gets to be simple, right? We don't have to create a lot of chaos and it doesn't have to be super difficult to overcome things that have happened to us. It gets to be simple. I'm not saying easy, but it is simple. There, there can be a strategy around that. And I really felt that I was holding on to something that could be of value to other women, but I was allowing my limitations to get in the way of that. And for me, being a Latina woman, one of the biggest things that kept me from sharing my story, both as a speaker and as an author, was that English is my second language. And I always felt, you know, I was carrying that chip on my shoulder of, I, I don't have perfect grammar. I don't have the, the perfect English. I have, I might have a little accent in different words. I mean, all these limitations that um, that were really part of my identity then. And so though I was successful privately working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, I really hadn't taken my expertise and my story to the public. Mm -hmm. uh, six years ago, I would have probably never thought of doing a podcast, right? Because I would have been really stressed of, you know, what am I going to say? Am I going to mess up a word? Are they going to know that, I, you know, I don't have perfect English if that's ever anything that anyone can achieve. But again, those distortions were the ones that were keeping me um, in not living in my truth, as I refer to. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And it's like, when you start to share your story and how you overcome whatever it is, you are helping others. It's like, and, and that's, I think that is, I can relate so much to that because 
you know, there's this pulling on my heart, you know, to share and to connect. And I think that when you do that, you're helping someone out there, even if it's one person that your story can touch, which you're helping so many people, but you know, just in my mind, it's like, if I can help inspire one woman to believe in themselves and to know that they're capable, then this whole mission is just done. You know, like it's, it's done. This is it. Like, this is what I want. It's just that inspiring that one person. And for you, it's like sharing, starting to share that story can feel so scary, but knowing that you're going to impact someone else that maybe needs to hear it. And they need to know that they can come, they can be on the other side of it, you know? And I love that, like, it gets to be simple because we build this, these things up in our mind that think it's going to take years and it's going to take all this, you know, all this therapy. And like, it's going to be 10 years from now. And I'm still going to be dealing, like, it gets to be simple. Just like, it it feels like a weight is lifted off my shoulders to think that, oh, it gets to be simple. Wow. I can decide that I want to heal. I can decide to start moving in that direction. Right. Like that is huge. That is huge because I think a lot of times, you know, obviously for me as a counselor and as a coach uh, for women, you know, definitely, I mean, I want to say the majority of women come in there with some sort of trauma in their life that is holding them back. I call this emotional clutter. And if there's not a, a a framework around their healing, then we just hold on to that. You know, I actually take my clients through a four-part healing process, which I call HEAL, and it's H-E-A-L, and there are specific strategies in place where healing does get to be simple. And I think a lot of us have been bought into this idea that if we have things that have been emotionally impacting, that it has to destroy your life. It has to be the worst thing that has happened. But I have learned through my own healing journey that I have been able to really find a system that works for me where I can honor my pain and move through, move it to purpose. And I wanted to share that. And I wasn't sharing it. Obviously I was sharing it on my ones and ones, but I felt calling that I needed to spread the message. And that's where I really took some steps to how can I be more courageous? How, if I didn't have fear, what would I do? And I put some skin in the game. I hired a, 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 a coach to help me write my book. And I just got busy in feeling the fear, right? Uh, and, you know, I have, there's this author called Susan Jeffers, and she always says, feel the fear, do it anyway. And I just kept saying that. I just like, I'm going to write this book and I'm going to do step-by-step and you're right. If it helps one person, then, um, then it's worth it. And you know, that one person that it helped was me. There is so much power in saying your story and standing tall of like, this is who I am. And I don't have to be anybody else. Guess what? If you're listening to this podcast, chances are that I have used wrong grammar, okay? I have used a word that probably is the wrong word and I'm okay with that. This is just me, I'm bilingual and sometimes my brain is in Spanish mode and sometimes it's in English mode and that's okay. That's what makes me me. It doesn't make me any less 
of an expert in what I do. And I think that writing that book and sort of standing in my truth of this is my story, this is what I've overcome has given me the courage to stand in my truth in other places in my life. So for your listeners, I really want to encourage of it, you know, though it's scary to stand in your truth, though it can be overwhelming, there's a way that you can do it. And on the other end, you're going to feel so much more authentic. And when you do that, not only does it help you in your business, in your career, but for me, the most important thing it has helped me in my relationships with those that I love. That's so good. And how so? Like how, like what have you seen in your relationships that have shifted? Oh, okay. So one is when I can accept me for me and I can feel worthy in myself, I'm going to be able to share myself with my kids, with my friends, with so much freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm no longer hiding against the mask. I'm no longer irritable. I can tell them, hey, I'm really tired right now. I'm really having a hard day. Like there's so much truth that comes in standing in your truth is that you start to actually start speaking it and you start to speak it and you start to build those deeper relationships. My kids know me at a deeper level. Like they really do know what I've struggled with. They know, and not only my struggles, but I can share with them my successes, right? And it allows them to be themselves too. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I like, I love that so much. And I'm kind of seeing that with my life and my kids too, is that, you know, they don't do what you tell them to do. They do what they are seeing. And so you are just being that example and they're like, okay, well, I can be myself too. And I can, you know, speak up for myself and have the courage to show up the way I want to show up and just be true to myself. And I love that so much because you're teaching them just by, by doing it and by showing them like this is, and it, it is such a freeing life to live just fully as yourself. Well, and think about it this way. You, you're, you're right on track on saying like, they don't do what you want them to do. Okay. They gonna, they're going to do what you've modeled for them. Yes. And if there is systems in your family, I do a lot of generational wound work with my clients um, where we go back and we do some reparenting of our inner child and things like that. And that's really the way that we can break those systems in our families that are not healthy, that are not conducive to how we want to show up now. Think about all the resource we have now that maybe our parents didn't have, our grandparents didn't have, and they were coming, they were doing their best. There's nothing, I I don't like to shame how we got parented. I know for a chance, like, parents love their kids for the most part, right? Like they do, they try their best. I'm trying my best. I know you're trying your best. Um, So it's not about harping on our parents for not doing something, but it's about what can I do now as an adult to sort of change the legacy that we're leaving for our kids. And that starts with you, starts with you, not with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so helpful to think about it that way. 
I just think that it's incredible that you realize you need to share your story and you write a book. Like that is just such a giant leap. Like, how did you decide that was going to be one of your first steps to sharing your story? So I've always wanted to write a book. So it wasn't a dream from out of nowhere that it came. It, for me, it was a dream that I had put up on a shelf. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting for the right time. I was waiting for the right skill set. I was waiting for the right money. I was waiting for everything. You know, it, I was in the waiting room is what I refer to it. Yeah. So when I asked myself, if I didn't have any limitations, what would I do? And the book was really the first thing that popped into my head mm -hmm. is You've always wanted to write your story. And the, the book came from working with a lot of women with trauma. And when they would get to me, they had already seen a lot of counselors. They had already done a lot of work, but they were all, they were still stuck in the pain. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, you know, while working with me, they would always say, man, I wish somebody would have told me that I could let go of it. I wish somebody would have told me how to honor the pain of it and then release it. And that's really where I really thought there's a disservice there of people thinking that they still have to hold on to the trauma and they still have to identify themselves with things from the past, mm -hmm. you know? And I knew that the people that worked with me would tell me, oh my gosh, I wish I found you earlier in my healing journey. It would have been so much more simpler. And I wanted to share that story of how I did it. And some key elements in the book, I shared three critical lies that I, you know, some strategies around that on how to overcome. Um, and yeah, so the book really was just the next step for me because I, that was something that I always wanted to do. Um, and yeah, so I just took the leap. <laughs> so good. It's so good. And it's like all in the right timing, right? It's like, you know, getting the downloads that you need to get to like push you into that. Okay. It's time, you know, and like mm -hmm. knowing that you can't just let it sit there forever. You've got to start taking the action. And then I think it's key that like you hired the coach, you know, like you invested in yourself so that then you can take the necessary steps and, and the actions, because I think sometimes we sit in that for too long. And then we're like, we're just treading water. We don't know where to go, but like hiring someone that can actually help you get through, you know, give you the roadmap, tell you what next steps that actually work saves you so much time. You know, I have learned one thing and that is that desire is not enough. It is not enough for us to get out of our discomfort. It's not. Most women that are, you know, listening to this right now, they have a dream. They have something that they've been wanting to do that sort of whispers in their ear every once in a while. And as moms, and I just think a lot of times it's so easy for us to do all the things for the sake of the family, for the sake of the career, for the sake of our community. We volunteer, we, you know, we, we're doing all these things for a lot of other people, right? That comes very easy for most of women that I work with. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But if it's something just for you, like that's going to sort of fill your soul, we immediately start making excuses, finding reasons why it's just not right now, maybe next year, maybe next week, maybe, you know, and then God forbid something happens in our family, like some situation, right? We will immediately put our dream back on the shelf, (laughs) back on the shelf. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, that can wait. And so I knew that because I've worked with women for so long, I knew that I was also I mean, I'm a woman, I'm a mom too. And I knew that that was something that would definitely derail me because I definitely was looking for reasons not to write the book. Okay. A hundred percent. So the only way that I could do this is if I bet on myself with money Mm -hmm. and put, and it was a huge, like huge investment. I mean, it wasn't just a hundred dollars that I could just be like, oh, well, that's it. No, this was like, I, I didn't really, I couldn't really just spend this money, you know, it's stretched me. That is what I always say. That's why I showed up. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Guess who was writing at five 30 in the morning every day for about four Um, months? Me, because I knew that there was money that we could have taken a really good trip to Italy as a family. (laughs) We could have like made some investments. We could have done some things that would have benefited my family. And I Mm -hmm. chose to use them on me. So you know what? I better show up. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I better yeah. show up. Can you relate to that? I mean, that's oh, yeah. definitely oh, what yeah. we do. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I've even had friends tell me like, oh, when the kids go to college, I'll maybe find myself again, or I'll do this again or whatever. And I'm like, wait, that's not okay. Like we shouldn't be thinking that way. And like, think about what message that tells our kids that like, oh, well, when you become a mom or a dad or whatever, like you don't matter anymore and it's all for your family and doing everything for them. And while yes, like I think being a parent does come with sacrifices and obviously you're going to do whatever you need to do for your family, but you should not let go of who you are, your dreams, your passions, your desires, they matter and they're important. And I think that even if it's like something kind of small, maybe it's like a hobby that you love to do, like you love to dance or whatever. And you feel like, oh, I I can't do this anymore because it's just for me. I'm not doing anything for anyone else. So it doesn't matter. It's not valuable. It is so valuable to continue to pour into yourself. And when you are feeling full and good and, you know, you, you feel healthy then you're able to give back in a different way to your kids and show up as a full version of yourself. Right. And it gives them permission to do the same, right. As the family. But I definitely think, you know, this looks different for everybody. For me in the journey that I was at, the book was the next step, Mm -hmm. but it could look, like you said, it could be something smaller. You know, it could be just getting in touch with what is it that is important to you? What has been whispering that you keep pushing away? I always say what's for you will not miss you. And the reality is, is that if you don't listen to the whisper, right? Like it's going to come knocking loudly one day. And so to like, you know, listen and take small steps. I know sometimes when your kids are younger, there, there's more sacrifice. And, and yes, that is a reality, especially mm-hmm. if you have a newborn. I mean, there's different phases of life, but I truly believe like if you're waiting to 
they're 18. As somebody who has a, a child in college for their first year, uh, that's the most stress that I've ever had. Okay. So, so oh. it actually is not, it is not thinking because you know yeah. what, you're, they're not there. You're not mothering them there. Now you worry about them being okay away from you. Mm -hmm. So I always think like motherhood is a life journey, right? Yes. So yeah. let's just start taking care of ourselves so we can be here longer for them and we can truly enjoy them as they, you know, mature and, and are adults. So yeah, that's great advice. It really is. It's so important because yeah, there's just a new phase in your motherhood journey. There's a new phase when they get older and stuff, but it's still, you know, it, you're always going to be going through some sort of journey with them. I think <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the beauty. That's the beauty in it. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear, you know, what advice would you give to women um, just to kind of start on their healing journey to start on finding that purpose or finding, you know, figuring out what to do next when they hear the whispers, like, how do you really start stepping in that direction? What advice would you have? So I have two things. One is start small. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just pick one thing that you can start to take steps towards. Okay. And, and I want to say that it should be small enough where you can take the step. It shouldn't be this hard of like, okay, when I get more money, when I get more time, when I feel better, like, no, this is a step that need, that you can actually do like today when you stop listening to this podcast. Like mm -hmm. that is the step that needs to happen because a lot of times we overcomplicate it. Remember, healing gets to be simple. We just take one step at a time. Um, so pick one thing that you can do that connects you to what you want to do, okay, mm -hmm. to your purpose. Um, and again, this is when I say purpose, a lot of times people are like, I don't know what my purpose is. Just do something that brings you joy, pleasure, that really taps into that instead of obligation, stress, responsibility, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Um, and then the second part is stop looking externally for that, okay? Sometimes we have to do the inner work. We have to release the emotional clutter because we won't be able to move forward. I always use this as this analogy of we've all traveled with our family, right? And we usually all have like a carry-on, right? Like a backpack, a personal item. Most of us have something that, and we're going to get from the entrance of the airport to our gate, right? And if we just have that one piece of luggage, we're going to get there quick, right? Just it's a walk. Imagine if you were the one that was carrying everybody's luggage through the airport. It's going to take you a lot longer because yeah. you're carrying all that baggage, right? That is what life is. If you're carrying a lot of baggage from your past, you're going to move really slow <laughs> to get to your destination. So do the inner work, take the time to release some of that. And you'll know that once you do that, you're going to be able to like really take those steps a lot more quickly, a lot less effort. And it's just going to make your life so much more peaceful. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good, like I can visualization, I can, you know, see it and you feel lighter when you just put the bags down, just put the bags down, thank them for their time and move on. Move on. <laughs> yeah bigger steps and faster steps and stronger steps because you don't have to carry that anymore. Yes. I love it. So good. 
Um, can you tell everyone a little bit more about your coaching and kind of how that works and how you work with women? Yeah. So I have an empowered women's Academy. It's my six month coaching program where you, we're able to dive into your healing journey. We do a lot of vision work where you want to go. We do some healing, the inner work that I talked about today in the podcast. And we really, really just help you step into that empowered identity um, through using a proven formula. I call it my quick five. There's five phases through this formula. And it's you, a lot of times what stops people from making those changes is the how how do I do this? This sounds really exciting. I'm really inspired, but how do I do it? That's where the Academy comes in. It's step-by-step and you have the support of me as the expert. Um, So it's six months commitment. Uh, You can find out more about it at dianagintospeaks.com. Send me a message. I'm on Instagram. Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I'm sure you'll provide the on the show notes. Um, just reach out to me and let's talk and see if, if this is something that you want to take on. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I have loved this conversation. It's so good uh, to connect with you. And I just, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your story. And I know that it's just going to continue to impact people. Thank you so much, Robin. I Thank had you. Blast.